Hello everybody and welcome to Season 3, Episode 7 of the Dynasty Movement Podcast. Third and nine at the 46. Hurts facing a four-man rush over the middle. It's intercepted! Picked off by Tony Adams! Adams on the run! Breaking tackles! It's me, Burn, today with uh, Down With Fun again, as is usual. And uh, today we are going to talk about, we got some quarterback news. Actually, quite a bit of quarterback news this week. Um, we've had a interesting free agent signing in Philadelphia. Well, mildly interesting anyway. More of It's more of a name thing than anything, but it still happened. Um, and we're going to see if we can help everyone traverse the mounting injuries in the running backs genre, I guess. The genre? The genre. The position. The field. The, the Parma genre? Yes. That's what we're, that's what we're calling it now? I, uh... You know what? Yeah, we're going to call it the Parma genre from now on. <laughs> I, um, no, no, I, I didn't mean the Parma genre. But I just don't understand why you said that so goofy. I don't know. Uh, the genre of play? Like, that's, the, the I'm setting the tone the position. for the next, you know, hour and 28 minutes that we have here today. So let's uh, let's get right into it with the the big news of the week that Kyler Murray is back on the field and practicing. Is that the big news of the week? Uh, I'd say that's probably the biggest news of the week. I know other things have happened, but as far as fantasy impact goes, there's not really anything that compares to uh, an annual quarterback one. Oh, that guy is means business. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but my street's having a lot of noise right now. I don't, I don't know why. Somebody's car alarm's going off and somebody's revving their engine. <laughs> I mean, out here. how will anyone else know they're cool unless we can hear their engine? I don't know. Um, now that I've yeah, derailed I... a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but there's, uh, there's not really been anything in fantasy that I think, as far as like a single person goes, that has impacted the season as much as Kyler coming back. Maybe. Josh Dobbs has been balling. He has been doing you very know? well. Uh, don't, don't look at the last two weeks, but... But yeah, I mean, Kyler coming back, it's pretty exciting. Uh, This Arizona team is way better than I thought it would be. Um, I'll I'll definitely eat crow on many takes that I had going into this year. I thought Rich Gannon was going to be poor Gannon. I thought (laughs) uh, nothing was going to get going pretty much anywhere. And, you know, they're still not that good of a team talent-wise, but God bless them, they got heart. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think that that roster is necessarily as devoid of talent as people make it out to be. Uh, I don't think the defense isn't necessarily all that good, but up front, James Conner is James Conner. Every year we talk about how awful he's going to be, and every year he's fine. Uh, they've did, got. Did we talk about how awful he was going to be this year? I not, feel like going we didn't, into this year, but everyone oh, always talks about how oh James Conner's cooked and blah blah blah. I He's... don't know who's saying that. Um, I going into this year, like I thought that there was going to be some issues with James Conner, but it was because the I was expecting the offense to be so inept yeah. along with the defense, so that he just wouldn't get a ton of opportunity. 
Yeah, and it's uh, turning out that he's just going to run for four yards carry for the rest of time. Yeah. So he's doing just fine. Obviously, the backups they have there are doing well enough. Uh, Hollywood, good wide receiver, has been for a long time. Uh, Rondale, down in the screen game, slot, like slants, he's absolutely fine. As a real NFL player, if you're starting him in fantasy, maybe less so. Uh, but it's not like it's an entirely... I mean, Ertz and McBride, as far as tight ends go, they're fine. It's it's not like there's nobody there. Right, right, right. So rumors uh, of their demise a, may have Michael been... Not a Michael Wilson believer? I actually completely forgot about Michael Wilson, but he actually is having a pretty good rookie season as well. So rumors of their demise may have been uh, greatly exaggerated. It always is with the presumptive number one overall picking team going into a year. And of course, as is tradition, it's actually the team that picked first overall last year. Not because they earned it, but because they traded everything that made them not earn it away to get the first overall pick that is likely going to have it again. That's right. That's right. And they gifted it very graciously to the Chicago Bears. Yeah, but, uh, you know, this is kind of getting... (laughs) removed from the point that yeah i know kyler murray coming back is is pretty exciting it is uh it's the 21 day window right now remind like uh coming back from injury here so it's still likely going to be another week or two before we see him out on the field on game day yeah i i was reading everything that i saw today seems to indicate that they're targeting next week for him to come back um Um, i i did see some chatter where where Gannon, Gannon definitely confirmed that Dobbs was starting this week, but that it seemed like it was they, they felt like it was in a pretty good spot for him to to come back and play next week. Now, whether or not there's going to be some rust on there, because what, what it's been like about a full calendar year. Uh, just since about. He's I believe played right. I believe he tore it in November of last year. So yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's, so it's possible that there's months. still some rust out there for him and. You know, like we said, there's not really a ton to work there. You, you got Trey McBride possibly emerging. Michael Wilson's potentially a thing. Uh, there's been there's been some some birds buzzing about uh, Hollywood potentially being traded. Um, so you know we'll we'll see about that. But I don't know. It's exciting. You know, the, this this Arizona team has been scrappy. And now that they got their guy back, presumably, um, I they don't should know. Be a, they, they're not going to be a good team, I don't think, but they should be, I mean, they'll win four or five games this year anyway. Yeah, I, I don't really get what they're doing um, from, like, a process GM point of view. Uh, but, like, they should be fine. <laughs> like they, well, they should be middle of the road. Like, yeah, and the bright side with Kyler coming back also is they don't have to rush him back because Dobbs has actually played well enough where, like, why bother? And you don't necessarily want to win games if you're the Cardinals anyway. Yeah, but, so, I, like, I don't even know I, what they want. We went over this last do. week, too, is players will never intentionally lose. Coaches need to win to keep their jobs. GMs need to win to keep their jobs. So they're going to try to win. Yeah, I so mean, like, I, it, it seems like but, Gannon is a pretty capable coach. You know, I think Kyler really wants to put the the Call of Duty narrative to rest, um, and then show that he's that he's a 
player that belongs in the conversations that he was in two years ago. Um, but I, I just don't really understand like the identity of this team. Like they clearly don't have a good defense. Like they, they have a scrappy defense, but it's just so they, they play better than their talent is, but it's pretty bad. Right. Like we, we can, we can call a spade a spade. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, and they're they, NFL they be, players. Yeah. Like they, they seem to be playing like well enough to where they're going to play their themselves out of a top pick grant and like they have the texans but the texans are looking like they could possibly win that division yeah so i'm I'm looking at their schedule and really the only teams that are notably bad that are left are the bears and the steelers yeah like i don't know it seems like the like they're kind of playing themselves out of the rebuild that we all thought that they were gonna have well, the bright side, like... I guess, is that they're not going to win a ton of games anyway just because their strength of schedule is actually pretty tough. Yeah, it's pretty tough, but, like, I mean, they, like, they've already looked like a pretty decent enough team, and then you, you throw Kyler Murray in the mix where they, you know, assuming that he's still... Kyler like Murray. He, how, yeah, like Kyler Murray, like, they'll probably win a couple games, the, like... I would be shocked if they didn't beat the Bears. Um, they they could probably give the Steelers a run for their money, and like I'm sure that they could eke out another win or two. And this year, in particular, as we've kind of gone over in the past on here, there's just so many teams going to the bottom. We're like racing to the bottom. Where if you're not like making a concerted effort, you're going to miss out on Williams. You're going to miss out on Harrison. You're going to miss out on May. Like. I think that they're giving too much effort. And that circles back to the point with Kyler is that fortunately for the Cardinals, they don't necessarily need a top three pick because they already have their quarterback. Yeah, but like the presumably like they don't. And they don't, they're, they, they, they don't... you're not getting out of that contract regardless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the talks about maybe him going somewhere else was overblown. I do think that teams would line up to to bring Kyler in if they were unable to get a top quarterback in the draft. But, um, but like, it kind of comes back to, like, what is the Cardinals' identity? Like, they James Conner is a good running back, but he's not getting any younger. He should be shipped like, off next Ho- week. Hollywood is, um, I I think he's a free agent after this year. You are correct. Um, yeah, so like, he's not necessarily going to be around, and th- there is like a pretty strong free agency class. Um, Trey McBride, maybe he's a thing, but he doesn't seem like he's the kind of guy to anchor an offense around. And like, their defense is pretty bad. Like, what what are the Cardinals trying to do? They're in a tough division too. The Seahawks and the Rams. I think the Niners. I think they're actually doing a decent job of doing what they should be doing. Uh, they're going to win not a ton of games, uh, mostly because their opponents are actually very good this year. Their strength of schedule is miserable. The NFC West is much better than a lot of people expected, especially with the emergence of the Rams, um, like not being awful. Uh, but with Kyler, there's the one thing that was uh, bothering me with him 
And Scotty actually put this very well earlier today in main chat. Is people always talked about, oh, Kyler's not focused. There's the Call of Duty bit that's been going on for years. And... Well, it is a bit, and here's why. And he <laughs> I mean, says yeah. it. Oh, like, 90% yeah. of the anti-Kyler talk... I'm just going to quote him. It feels like 90% of the anti-Kyler talk is just based around the reports of him liking Call of Duty. And people forget that the contract they include... Like, included his, uh... Like, having to watch film and stuff in was also paying him $46 million a year. So, you can talk about his focus or whatever, but obviously the Cardinals feel comfortable enough with him to pay him an unbelievable amount of money every year to keep yeah. him around long-term. So, I don't necessarily think... I mean, obviously you want a top pick because you can leverage that, you can trade it away, whatever. You can do what the Bears did and get an absolute fortune for the pick. But even if the Cardinals don't get that, I think... Kyler's their guy anyway. They wouldn't have paid him all that if they didn't think that. And they're still well in the area where they should be picking top five. You're still very much in the hunt for Harrison. Especially depending on who's on the other teams that are picking. You could have May. I could see a guy like Ewers going high. I could see a guy like Penix going high. Uh, I could see someone making a mistake and taking Bo Nix in the first round. So... They're still going to be in a situation where they're going to get a big piece that should be able to help them next year. And at that point, just fire Kyler up. Their defense isn't great. They're still going to lose most of their games. At that point, you may as well just make sure your franchise quarterback is healthy and playing well. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I just feel like they are lacking such an identity um, and like the, the the potential draft capital that like it. It certainly seems like they have their quarterback situation lockdown mm -hmm. for sure you know i mean they paid him a ton of money but like who's to say that he doesn't become like stafford on the lions or something you know yeah i mean that's <laughs> that's well that's justin herbert but <laughs> right right yeah yeah what's to say like that, that he's not just justin herbert where he's balling out but like the rest of the team can't do anything the the, the chargers is actually a great comparison i think um not in terms of choking. I don't think the Cardinals are good enough to choke. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just but, it. Like, you have to be able to eat to choke. Right, yeah. But, like, they're, they're both in extremely tough divisions. And, like, I mean, the, the, the Chargers are a little more crystallized on offense. They, they just have so many weapons and everything. But, like, the Chargers are still doing stupid things, like taking Quinton Johnson in the first round, you know? Well, no like, team's immune from making a bad decision here and there. For Especially sure. in the, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can look at the first round year by year, and half of those guys are people you've never heard of, uh, or people that are backups or whatever. It happens. Uh, the The point is more hitting more than you miss. So, if I'm the Cardinals at this point, I think they actually are a decent enough roster where leverage it, split the asset up, and see what you can get, no matter where you are. And I don't think them picking third or fourth is going to make like a huge difference. And I think that's pretty much the difference you're getting switching from Dobbs to Kyler right now, especially as he's Kyler's a mobile quarterback coming back from a lower body injury that kept him out for a year. I don't expect them to play particularly well this year, um, which is going to open up a wonderful buy window this off season. 
Or he comes back and he's Kyler and he's priced the way he's always been priced anyway. So I don't I don't see the point in sitting him. Uh, yeah, I well yeah, I, I certainly think that right now with his health, like you shouldn't be expecting him to sit. I don't know why that would be the case. Well, um, and beyond that, like what else do the Cardinals do? I, I don't know. I guess I that mean, comes yeah, up I, to trade I, deadline stuff. Yeah, well, that, that's why, that, that's why the like there's there's rumors about Hollywood maybe going since he his time is probably done there. I mean, right now I I just pulled up Tankathon on my phone. Mm-hmm. Right now they have, they have the fourth pick, and like the Panthers in Chicago and in Denver, th- those guys are all worse than the Cardinals. The Giants and the Patriots probably are too. Um, like, yeah, they they have some serious competition. I don't think that they're going to be picking top three or four. I just based on their schedule and how tough everyone else is and how competitive that wild card race is in the NFC. I would be hard pressed to see them winning a ton of games. I don't. I don't. Think I don't they're think they're. A ton of games, I but... think. I don't think they're worse than a lot of teams that they're competing with for those top five picks, but I think just based on the schedule, their record may end up being worse. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see, but they they do have that pick from the Texans, so maybe they could just combine that with their pick to move up a spot or two. I don't yeah. know. But that's that's one of those. I uh, I can see. If I were the Cardinals, first off, I would fire sale at the deadline. Zach Ertz, James Conner, Hollywood, especially with Hollywood in the contract here. Uh, obviously, I only know offensive players. This is a fantasy football podcast. But I'm sure they have some defensive <laughs> players that are on contract years, too, that they could net something for. But if you're the Cardinals, you've got to identify people that you want to build around long term. And that's that's just who you're locked into. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that this is very much a year where, you know, you're you're playing pretty well. You have a new coach. See who's working in this system. See who's not. Figure out who you're keeping around and get rid of as many people as you can for 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 ammo, for capital, young guys, you know, whatever to, to build off of for next year. But it'll be interesting to see, like, what direction they, they move in. Just because I, I, I feel like there's such a blank slate for, for a team that has like their quarterback seemingly figured out. I, I just don't know what to make of them. I think if you're a rebuilder like they are, they're in a better spot than most guys because they do have a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're in a better spot maybe than... Than they're giving credit for at the very least. I, I'd rather be the Cardinals than the Panthers. <laughs> well, speaking of teams out east... Uh, and our quarterback topic here, Trevor Lawrence banged up. He has a knee sprain. He is practicing. So for those unfortunate enough to have had to have been starting him all year already, uh, he is now hampered <laughs> more. And yeah. I guess my question is just like, what the fuck is going on with this dude? I think that we, like, you know, I've, I've planted my flag on this a couple times in the main chat, but I, I just think that 
Trevor Lawrence seems to me like a really good quarterback, but not a great quarterback. I don't think that he's like the Andrew Luck type that was promised. And you can look to his rookie year with Urban. You know, that was a that was a bit of an outlier. But well, that was a disaster. Yeah, that, that was like an unprecedented historical disaster. But I just think that he doesn't have. He, he has not shown me so far that he has the ability to be like super clutch and can like single-handedly elevate the team to absurd levels, you know? Like, I, I think that he is certainly above the golf line, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Would, would, would you take Der- Jared Goff or Trevor Lawrence right now? Um, in real football or fantasy football? I mean, just both. Today? Yeah, right now. If you're if you're neutral, <clears throat> neutral uh, team talent, whatever, you're you're an NFL GM. You can have T Law or Jared Goff. Who do you pick? Oh, I'm taking T Law. You're taking T Law. Uh, yeah. Well, there's also the little note that Trevor Lawrence is the second most accurate quarterback her pass in the league right now which yeah, is he's really he's really good at hitting those mid numbers well that's more my question is what the fuck's wrong with that offense well, well yeah he's I mean, playing like, well yeah he's playing well but like and i th- this comes down to they like, have talent like, I, I i feel like there's just so many arguments to be made here where like look look at like brock purdy right Every, everybody's favorite social media QB. I still haven't fit, figured out what that. I don't means. even know what that means. I don't know what that. You means know, either, Weaves is here right now, I, I, and yeah, he's the one that keeps somebody, saying it. Somebody explain to me what social media QB means because I I've, I've seen it so much in the last two weeks, and I feel completely lost. But you know, Brock Purdy. I think that we can all agree is not the most talented quarterback in the league by like a pretty good margin, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking about his talent. He's, he is he's fine. extraordinary at executing though. Oh yeah. Right. I mean like as far like, as like an athlete, he's probably one of the least athletic quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, I like I don't think that Brock Purdy, for example, just to bring it to him, I don't think Brock Purdy has the ability to elevate a team, but he's not asked to do that. And what he is asked to do is just execute the game plan that Kyle Shanahan has. Mm-hmm. And he does that as good as anybody could do, you know? Like he just lost his first game ever this last weekend with his two top weapons going out so yeah. so like i i think that we need to start having those kinds of conversations though with with like trevor lawrence which sounds absurd but like i don't know man i i just i don't think that the guy has it i i think that he's like a good quarterback he's clearly really accurate but like that team has so many weapons travis Etienne is a top three quarterback uh, running back in the league right now uh, probably top five um, anyway yeah it, at the very least top five He's playing very Calvin, well which actually Calvin could Ridley. answer a question too huh uh t-law's 
accuracy numbers are wonderful. Uh, his completion's good. He has, like, no yards, though, because they don't need to. Okay, wait. Weaves, <laughs> Weaves posted in the chat oh. a tweet that says, Justin Herbert is a social media quarterback. If Tua or Hertz had thrown a game-losing interception with two timeouts, we wouldn't hear the end of it. That doesn't answer the so, question for me at all. So what, what is that? Is this like a race thing? Is this like a racial thing? I don't know what it is. Like, that doesn't answer the question for me even a little <laughs> that, bit. That, still, that doesn't make any any sense to me. I'm going to I'm gonna fire emoji that because that truly means that that to me is like it's the embodiment a, of like nobody. It's an Emmanuel Acho tweet about Justin Herbert being a social media quarterback, which to me just not to disparage Mr. Acho or anything, but uh, what the okay, fuck? Okay, so it is. It, so it is a race thing. <laughs> okay. This, the, 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 yeah. Okay. The subtext is that it's a race thing. Okay. Yeah, I I kind of figured. So so okay. So social media QB means you're white. <laughs> I guess. Like, like how? Because how I was gonna say, white... does it mean that someone that's like super active on social media or something? Because from as far as I'm aware, Justin Herbert's a very reserved person. Yeah, um, I don't know, but either way, that's funny. I don't know. Um, but okay, yeah, go on. So you were talking about Trevor Lawrence is really accurate. Oh, uh, he's been very accurate, but he hasn't thrown like any touchdowns, which. Half is because Kelvin really can't catch a ball, um, but also because ETN scoring like two touchdowns a game. So, I guess answering my own question from earlier about why Trevor Lawrence is unstartable or close to it right now, it's their passing offense has been just low volume almost. He's not throwing it that much well, because it's, they don't have to. Th th that's that's almost though where I, I I would give a little bit of pushback because they do have to throw more because they're not it's not translating into them being like a good team. Yeah, what's right? the record right now? Three and three. Yeah, right, right. I believe uh, my let me let me pull it up really quick. Um, oh, four and two. No, they're doing okay. fine. Yeah, okay, so they're they're four and two, but like. If if Patrick Mahomes or somebody actually good was on that team, would they be four and two? With the with the same cast? Uh, probably. I don't think they would. I don't think they would. Here, I think that the, I think that the numbers are doing a little bit of masking like what's really going on here. Like there's like Trevor Lawrence he's accurate but he also doesn't take that many risks like he he doesn't he doesn't he's not a gunslinger he's not like well, no he's he's not making like these super uh gutsy impressive throws he's making the, the ones to the guys that are open and sometimes they catch it sometimes they don't like he he has like ridley ha has definitely dropped some balls but like trevor lawrence has also missed him on or not been able to see him on some wide open opportunities. Um, I think that there's some usage uh, questions going on with their receivers too. You know, like we, we saw like week one, they, they didn't really know how to approach Christian Kirk with Zay Jones and Calvin Ridley. I don't know how much of that you can really attribute to, to Trevor Lawrence though. But like, my point is, 
I, I just don't think Trevor Lawrence is a great quarterback. I haven't seen anything that makes me believe that he is great. That 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 he's the guy to push a team over the like. Maybe not push them over the edge, but he's not the kind of guy that like. The like, if if you ask me to name the top ten quarterbacks in the league, he wouldn't be on there. Ooh, I might make you do that, but I know on the spot that's difficult. So I no, I, okay, okay, let's do yeah, this. Let's do it. Let's I, do it right I, here. I, I would take, I would take Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I would take Josh Allen. I would take Lamar Jackson. I would take Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. I would take Jalen Hurts. As much as I've shit talked him, I would take. That's five. I know. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to weigh how gutsy I want to be here. Well, I'm with, just with keeping. I'm just keeping. Tua. Okay, I was just keeping I, track for those uh, listening at home. I, I'm holding. I'm also holding my fingers up. I know. I would take Tua. Mm-hmm. I would take. Um, this, this is where. This is where I think things are gonna maybe get a little, a little uh, spicy. I would take Goff. Fuck it. I would take <laughs> Goff. I would take Joe Burrow. I would take Stroud. That's nine. One more. You can That's do it. Nine. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, yeah. You know what? I would take Stafford. I would. I would definitely take Stafford. I. I, I would take those ten. I'm surprised you didn't name A. Rich in there. I. I was thinking about it, but like A. Rich, we've only seen four games, and like I want to be spicy, but like if if I'm looking at it from a real life perspective. Jack is rolling that, in his grave right now. I, I think that's too spicy, put, putting A-Rich over him. But I would take Stroud over Trevor Lawrence. I, I do think that. I think that Kyler Murray is probably right there. Um, I I don't think that Trevor Lawrence is meaningfully different than Brock Purdy. Is that too spicy? That Is that too spicy? That's pretty spicy to me. I don't know, man. Brock Purdy's the one winning games. Trevor Lawrence ain't doing that. Are, are, so are you a quarterback wins guy? I'm not like, I'm a vibes guy. Okay. I'm, well, I'm very also much a vibes, vibes guy. guy. <laughs> we had somebody leave after. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. You um, scared someone I'm very off much with a that vibes one. guy. And like, I don't know right, right now when like when Brock Purdy takes the field, I think, Oh, that guy's probably going to win. And when Trevor Lawrence takes the field, I think we'll see what happens. Well, is that more Brock Purdy takes the field because of the team that's around him? Or is it it's a mix, just it's of, a mix of both. But okay. like okay, Travis Etienne, he's not he's not Christian McCaffrey. Brandon Ayuk is probably better than Calvin Ridley or Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm. For sure. Debo. De- Debo is probably like in line with Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. Kittle, Kittle as a tight end. I mean, he's great at blocking. Yeah, like I, I think that Kittle's a good tight end. He's he's better than Evan Ingram. I'll I'll give you that. Are you gonna say that the man that set the record for receiving yards as a tight end isn't a good receiving tight end? No, I I'm not saying that at all. Okay. He he is good. I'm not I'm not delusional. <laughs> okay. But what what he has done mostly this year other than that game where he blew up he's mostly just been there to block well that's i think it's just that uh, there's so many mouths to feed in san or in uh, san francisco that you can't just feed everybody 
Right, yeah. Yeah, but... but he only has 206 but, yards a season, which is very low. All, all I'm saying is <clears throat> Brock Purdy can only work with what he's given, and admittedly, he was given a Rolls Royce. You know? <laughs> Quite a bit. Tre- Trevor Lawrence, yeah, I, I, I think that the Jags are obviously not as good of a team uh, than the Niners, but Trevor Lawrence isn't executing. And he was supposedly an Andrew Luck-type prospect. Yeah. No, he was supposed to be, like, yeah. the second you know, coming. Like, like he, w- he was supposed to be a franchise savior, and I think that he's very good, but I don't think that he's, like, that level. He's good enough to where, like, you shouldn't move on from him. I, I, I mean, I if you – that... yeah, neither of us are saying if you have Trevor Lawrence as a starter – that yeah. you should be upset about that. No, but I, I think that it's okay to be... You'd probably be disappointed I, I like, for what you had to pay to get him. I, I feel like right now, like, I, I feel like so far through his career, Trevor Lawrence has been given a lot of grace and leeway and, like, the, the world's biggest leash for, oh, this is why he's not producing fantasy numbers. This is, you know, this, that, and the other. And, like... We're in year three. We're yeah, you know, we're we're coming up to halfway. That's what I was going to start three getting here. to there too. And it, yeah, it's it's just kind of like okay, guys, like at what point do we just call a spade a spade? Like maybe he has like a, you know, Jared Goff ascension where he just like Jared Goff was kind of viewed similarly, sort of, um, not not in terms of expectations when he was drafted, but. Goff was kind of seen more as like a pretty good QB, more like game manager type, and then he had that crazy year where the where the Rams went to the Super Bowl and he just ascended. That that's like possible for Trevor Lawrence, but at this point, like I I think that we we as the fantasy community need to admit that like he is disappointing, and if he is your top quarterback in a super flex league, like you're you're probably not super happy. Right? Well, no. But we can dig into this all day. And I uh, have one more quarterback I want to get to before we uh, move on to the little Julio news. All right, all right. Um, and the that's little Julio news. Daniel... That's going to take up more than two minutes. Well, that and I, there's some running back stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have 20 minutes to get through all this. Here, so... Because I actually want to do some community questions now that Andre's popped in. Because he just fires them. Um, but Daniel Jones is practicing today, returning from his neck injury. How devastated are Giants fans that they might not win anymore now that Tyrod's benched again? Yeah. Um, just from the eye test, uh, Tarod, right? Is it pronounced Tarod? No. I, I thought that he, like, said it was pronounced oh, Tyrod. I, I don't know. I call him Tyrod. Well, I, I know everybody calls well, him every, Tyrod. If but... everyone calls you something, then that's just your name now. No, that's not respectful. You got to be respectful. It's like A-Chan. You, you got to call him A-Chan, not A-Chain. Travis Kelsey's name is allegedly just Kels, but people would pronounce it wrong, so he just decided to call it Kelsey. Okay, if so... he embraces it, then that's mm-hmm. different than somebody correcting you and saying actually it's pronounced like this i'm I, anyways that's <laughs> anyway continue 
uh, Tarod slash Tyrod, uh, he passed the eye test way more than Daniel Jones has this year so far. He didn't look amazing, and he had some really stupid mistakes, notably the the end of the first half. Um, but he looked a lot more composed, and <clears throat> if you squinted your eyes, he actually looked like he was leading an NFL offense. Whereas every game <laughs> that I've seen Daniel Jones in, he has looked completely lost, like a deer in the headlights, like full on, what are we doing? Like, how did... How, how is this guy even in the league levels? Um, so I don't know. Like, if I was a Giants fan, I would legitimately be bummed that Daniel Jones is coming back already. I oh, I mean, on one hand, yeah. But, uh, Jesus. <laughs> but on the other hand, all right, if you're not here, I'm sorry. We just had some live chat pictures that popped up. But, uh they're going to get a better pick with Dan Jones in. And isn't okay. that what you're going for if you're the Giants right now? I, I don't know what you're going for. The, I mean, this was a team that went to the playoffs last year. They won year. a playoff game last year. They the won same a roster game last year. won a playoff yeah. game last year. They, they got a better roster this year, what, ostensibly. What's going on? Um, well, now that Wandale's back and like going full speed, they should win out. I mean, yeah. Let's and be real. You, I mean, the the offense should theoretically be flowing through Saquon Barkley and Darren Waller. Um, Saquon's obviously been hurt. That O-line has been decimated. So Waller has been forced to block more. Um, Opening up and, their wide receiver one and best player, Wandale Robinson. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, but th- th- that team has just been miserable to watch. Every time they get the ball on offense, it's three and out. And, and it's three and out while losing yards. Um, they look like they don't belong in the NFL at all. Like they, it looks like there's 33 teams that are better than them. Just grab another one or two from the XFL or the USFL or the UFL as they're going to be called next year when they merge. Um, and you got a team that's probably on par with the Giants. They look miserable with him. I don't know what's going on with daniel jones um i i don't know why he seemingly doesn't have any pocket presence or pocket awareness because these sacks are the the o-line is decimated and terrible but like there's so many replays that you can watch where he is gifting the defense a sack by seemingly just walking into them so i know we're not very good at judging offensive linemen generally speaking as non football coaches and scouts and all that uh and therefore i pretty much default to pro football focus for everything but what's funny is on the monday night uh broadcast uh two days ago when they were showing the giants offensive line at the bottom it says pff rank out of like whatever out of whatever two of the giants offensive linemen that started the game were unranked because they hadn't played enough and the other three were either last or second to last yeah it's bad so every single one of their (laughs) offensive linemen are the worst in the league at their position or fighting for that spot which is yeah and 
incredible this, for the amount that they have spent on that offensive line. I, yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, I think that this is residually giving Daniel Jones trauma. Like, the, the man is getting bombarded every single play. And I think that it has actually, like, really screwed up with his game feel and his rhythm. And as a result, like, throwing in Taylor last week, what was the offense looked like it had juice to it not a lot mind you but but there was something there there was something there saquon miraculously looked like he wasn't just out for the better part of a month with his not high ankle sprain um he he, saquon looked great waller was eating uh, a nice target share the the wide receivers you know wandale had eight catches wandale had eight catches darius slayton like kind of looks like uh, like rookie year Darius Slayton. Well, that's people kind of I, thought he was maybe going to be a thing. Like, well, I think that's the answer also for the Giants is you have a very good slot guy in Wandale. You have a very good tight end. You're running back. Like your best three players are your tight end, your running back, and your slot receiver. And your offensive line is terrible. They need to be getting the ball out super quick because that offensive line is just so bad and. Daniel Jones takes forever to throw the ball. And Tyrod has a quicker release, and I think that's why he looked so much better. Yeah. Yeah, he, he seemed to just, like, he seemed to not be in his head and and just, like, be looking at the field and trying to process the game. And some plays that meant he literally had nothing that he could do, and he just instantly took a sack. And other plays, you know, he he saw his open guys and uh, managed to feed them and and get something going a little bit. So, <clears throat> I don't know. I I think that Daniel Jones coming back is uh, not the good news that people think it is. Hopefully, he can turn it around. I don't really know what the Giants do. Like the the, the better draft pick is nice, but they're tied <laughs> down for what. They- they well, actually, I think, I think they have an place. out after next season for Dan Jones. I think they do too. So, but you need to I, fix that I, offensive line before you just decide to kill another rookie quarterback. I know. Yeah, like they're, they're looking like the the Andrew Luck era Colts. And what? Um, but that's just so just so impressive is that all of these offensive linemen are like the worst in the league, which means yeah. you could trade for literally anybody, literally, and anyone. it would improve the offensive line. You get literally any bum that is currently playing as, like, a backup on an NFL team, and you have made an improvement. Yeah. Maybe maybe not even on an NFL team, you know? Yeah. Just Just, do something, man. Come on. Go on the street and get a a big boy. For the love of God, just do something. Get a big boy. That's really all I have to say about Dan Jones. uh, This Giants team is miserable. I don't like them. I don't like watching them. I look forward more to... We're going to go over the trade deadline, like the pre-trade deadline stuff next week, and that should be a lot of fun because the Giants should be front and center for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, w- with the quarterbacks, you don't want to talk about my boy, Justin Fields, Tyson oh, Bajant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the secret Bajant man getting his first start. Ending. Potentially season-ending injury for Justin Fields. You know what? Big outs for Justin Fields for having a good couple of games if this is it. 
for his season because it's it's sad man i i do feel like justin there's a pretty decent chance that he just played his last game with the bears in a bears jersey um so i hope that i i hope that the guy balls out next year for atlanta or the or whoever will take him um i got nothing but love for the guy i feel bad that we ruined him (laughs) i don't think he's ruined Uh, i just a change of scenery I don't think, wouldn't hurt. I don't think that we've ruined him. I think we ruined him this year. Like, we we, we we put too much on him. This org is too much of a dumpster fire. I, I think he will look really good with the Falcons next year. If he goes to the Falcons, that so will that be... So that they can find a way to run more. That will be so, so nice. From like a fantasy perspective and like a real life perspective. And Don't just tell like any human... London and Pitts owners that that's a yeah. good thing. Is, isn't uh, isn't Justin Fields from Georgia? I believe. Am I making so. that up? He was originally at Georgia and transferred okay, yeah. to Ohio State. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I'm rooting for the guy. No, I can also I see the Commanders for... trading for him, which is like I, the chaotic think... evil version of him getting traded. I think that the commanders are probably pretty okay with Sam Howell so far. Well, someone um, has to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I've been impressed with Sam Howell. You know, Sam Howell looks better this year than Trevor Lawrence did his rookie year. I'm yeah. saying it. Yeah. Well, this isn't Sam Howell's rookie year. Right. But he didn't <laughs> play last year. So, oh, you know, that, everybody wants to give, everyone wants to give all the grace in the world to these first round picks that are dust. Hey. I know, uh, and I'm not know? talking down on him because he was a fifth-round pick. I'm talking down on him because he couldn't beat out Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke. I don't think they really gave him the opportunity. If you sign Carson Wentz, you have to start him. <laughs> Taylor, like, like, Taylor Heineke. Like, there is no way Carson Wentz is losing this job. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that you should, look at it, you should look at it the other way around. Carson Wentz was so bad that he was gifted this team that they moved on to Taylor Heineke. And then Heineke said, Hey man, play this, play Sam Howell. Cause he's pretty good. And Ron Rivera so far, didn't even know he was on the team. So far he, he looks pretty good. Like for, for, for a fifth round. I mean, for a fifth round pick, pick, he looks fantastic because most yeah. of them are awful. And he's, but anyways, this comes back to the point of I'm excited yeah. for Tyson Bajent. Oh yeah. He, he had flashes on Sunday, man. The secret agent man is going to take over the job. They're not even going to have to spend the first overall pick on Caleb. That would be insane if they just somehow won out. Yeah, well, I mean, they're going to win out and then just barely miss the playoffs. But then Bajent will be their guy. Yeah, I mean, well, so I, I did look today, and Bajent actually has, in terms of, <laughs> now I'm not saying that he's an elite quarterback, or even a good quarterback, but his release time on his throws is actually in like elite territory. He's pretty quick for how for for how quick he gets it out. What you're saying is and the I Giants will, should give him a call. Yeah, <laughs> and I will say that like uh, there was a little bit of a parallel with the New York Giants mm-hmm. on Sunday, where after Fields went out, Fields looked completely in his own head. Um, Tyson Bajent looked, I think, like more composed 
than Justin Fields did. Um, <clears throat> he had some really, really bad plays. Uh, you don't need me to point those out. But the, the offense actually was humming with him, and it wasn't with Justin Fields. I, I know it was against the Vikings, but, you know, I think there's reason for cautious optimism. And at this point in the year, I have completely let go of any expectation for the Bears. And I just want to... I just want to see the team have a good time. And you hopefully know, the secret agent man will bring a little sunshine to this very dreary, dreary season in Chicago. You know what? And I'll say that from across Lake Michigan. Bears fans deserve a little bit, a little ray of hope there. Why not? Just a, just a, little, a little bit. bit. You know, just I want us a, to just score a taste a, of happiness. I, I want us to score a touchdown and like the commercial breaks on Fox have the, the robot dancing to, to secret agent man. Oh, I, yeah. I just, it's I fun. need to see that. We're having I need some to zany things. Yeah. And his dad is a world champion arm wrestler, apparently. Oh, that's fucking sick. I'm going to look more into that when, uh, yeah, when we're done, when with, we're this done with this Yeah. We're just going to have to have our weekly Bajan update, even if he's just sitting on the bench for two months. <laughs> um, But let's let's hit on these, uh, these running backs, because... They're starting to get banged up, which happens every year. We always expect it. That's why so many people are all about zero running back so that they can make the playoffs and then inevitably lose when these guys get healthy and come back. Um, yeah, this weekend was a bloodbath for quarterbacks and for running back. But particularly, we have uh, three guys. Well, we, we lost one last week in A-Chan. A-Chan? I know it's A-Chan, whatever. It's way more fun mm -hmm. to be A-Chan for the memes. But we uh, lost him last week. Obviously, this week, Christian McCaffrey's banged up. He avoided any long-term injuries. I, it seems like... Uh, he's questionable, but I doubt he plays this week. I actually... Reading the tea leaves, I, I feel like it's more... It, it seems like he's more likely to go than not. Yeah, I. It's an oblique and rib injury, so since it's all the X-rays and stuff came back negative, it's probably just more of a pain tolerance. They yeah, thing. they literally said it's just a pain tolerance thing. They can shoot him up with the magic fun juice. Oh yeah, the Russian gas. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. I I I think that he plays this week. I like. I I think he plays. I think we'll see a little bit more Elijah Mitchell than we usually do. Because yeah, everyone I, kind I, of forgets that he's there and is actually a pretty good running back. He's good, but he is, like, quite, like... Well, I mean, there's a difference between him and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, but, but... everybody wants to give Christian McCaffrey the injury-prone label. Oh, Elijah Mitchell is also Elijah super... Elijah Mitchell is quite oh, literally yes. Mr. Glass. Well, the 49ers, for the longest time, had the running bit that they had four starting running backs. Because you never knew who they were going to have to run because everyone else was going to be hurt. Right. Um, so, yeah, he's Chris McCaffrey though, he yeah he's banged up. He Bears. I wouldn't expect him to be. Even if you're starting him, he's probably still going to get you know ten fifteen points whatever. It's Christian McCaffrey. He just scores. But I wouldn't I, expect I would this be to be the week Christian where he McCaffrey, puts up. I, I would not be surprised points. if he was in and he scores a touchdown, and then they shut him down for the rest of the game. They're playing Minnesota, too, so they should be pretty handily ahead at a certain point. And that'll, That's what I mean. That'll like, be the Elijah Mitchell show at that point. Yeah, they'll, they'll probably get up by, like, two scores. In two drives. 
Yeah. Then... Yeah. First two drives and then <laughs> and then give him a rest. But I, I would expect for him to suit up. Yep. So he's um, he's gonna be kind of a spotty uh start. Kyron Williams is out this week. He's expected to miss multiple weeks with an angle ankle injury. Um yeah, you got Royce Freeman or Zach Evans or Miles Gaskin. Yeah, uh, no. I'm just avoiding <laughs> that, that disaster. That, that, if that I my... had to pick someone, I would pick Zach Evans, I guess, because he was already on the roster as opposed to a free agent signing or practice squad guy. I would actually roll... The Royce? I, I would actually roll the Royce or... Gaskin. I think because... Gaskin's probably the best of the three of them, but well, ugh. yeah, but but Zach Evans, he's a rookie and he's not that good at pass pro, and we can all agree that Kyron Williams is probably a mid talent. Like he's his fine. numbers are not, yeah, his numbers are not that good. He just scores just every touchdown they have, yeah. Well, it's just been his opportunities, and the reason why he's on the field so much is because. He's trusted by Stafford and McVay with pass protection. And they, they like know that they can count on him. So I think Zach Evans is probably the best running back, like in terms of actual rushing ability, um, yeah. out of everybody that's currently on their team. But and they're playing Pittsburgh too. I don't yeah, I don't so think that I mean Pittsburgh, I, they're pretty good against the run as far as I'm aware. Still. They are, yeah. But I, I don't think that Zach Evans is going to get that much run. I, would I know that everybody wants him to since he's, like, the rookie. And... Exactly. It's exciting, and he was a good runner in college and this and that. But, yeah, yeah. we'll see. Well, it, realistically, it... though, I would not Puka. pick up anybody. Well, well yeah, well, yeah, yeah but it's, it's, it's going to be the Puka show on the slants. Yeah. But, I mean, when isn't it? Other than last week, apparently. He is nah. mortal. He only got seven targets. Uh, <laughs> only. Right? Only. Yeah. Um... Just going down the list here, uh, the one of the other big ones is Khalil Herbert is out, obviously. Um, Roshan still dealing Roshan with Roshan is dealing with a concussion. Roshan also did not practice this week. Is it Roshan or Roshan? I don't know. I'm going to mix it up. I think it's up. Roshan. Okay, I'm going to mix those up anyway um, because I do almost all of my fantasy football intake via text. So... Sounds right. Yeah, Devontae... Freeman, Devonta, Dante Freeman, De, De, I, whatever, Foreman. I'm just all over the place. Devonte Freeman's been retired for years. Uh, Dante Foreman is probably going to be the guy this week if Johnson's out. Uh, Roshan will ostensibly be the guy if he's healthy and cleared to go. Uh, probably a pretty decent target to pick up for the next month, especially if you're in one of my leagues and I'm selling him. Uh <laughs> Little, just, yeah, a little, a, just a little quip there for those of you. I'm who not are a big Roshan guy, honestly. I still. think he's fine. I think, yeah, I think he's fine, but I think that a bunch of owners who are jumping up and down, thinking that he's gonna run away with the job, are gonna be disappointed. Well, anyone the Bears are gonna play for the next few weeks or the rest of the year, even if Fields is out, they're just gonna stack the box now. Exactly. So unless Bajent, Bajent. Yeah, Secret Agent Man is going to pull Secret out some Bajant sort of Man. gadget that was made for him. And... That's right. Yeah. The, the gadget offense. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be Darnell Mooney. Just 
13 passes a week to Darnell Mooney. Yep. Um, so that's what's going on over in Chicago. Uh, Saquon's obviously back in. He's questionable, but I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to play. Uh, David Montgomery is still not practicing. Uh, it's Wednesday night, so tomorrow is pretty much going to be the indicator as to whether or not he plays. Man, yeah, Detroit is brutal um, right now. David Craig Montgomery's Reynolds out. just Craig went out Reynolds. in practice. Yeah, Zonovan Knight is Zonovan on, Knight's on IR. Uh, so it's uh, Divine Azigbo. Azigbo. He's, That's uh, right. Yeah, he's there. Um, I wouldn't be too surprised if Demont they had a walkthrough today and he wasn't a part of the walkthrough. I wouldn't be surprised if he practiced tomorrow and played, but that they're listening him is questionable for a reason. Uh, Wait, otherwise, uh, Montgomery. Oh, I, I, I thought they said Montgomery is definitely missing some time. Uh, he did last week already. So yeah, but I, I thought that he was going to miss, like they still said it would be like another, two weeks yeah it was a cartilage issue um two days ago is expected to miss time we'll see they were they also said he was going to miss multiple weeks with his uh thigh injury earlier in the year and it ended up just being one so it's something i would keep an eye on i don't expect he'll play but i wouldn't be surprised if he happened to even in a limited capacity uh the big thing is fire up your gibbs (laughs) <laughs> he's, sure. he's gonna be playing because sure. who are who else are they running did, right? did you hear that uh i i saw that there's there's kind of mumblings that they might run one of their receivers uh Khalif raymond a... actually has done a lot of carrying in his day right so i was gonna I, say like i, could see I a would lot not be surprised if Khalif Ray- if craig reynolds isn't good to go i think Khalif there could raymond. be a lot there's going to be some weird shit going on in this Lions-Ravens game this weekend because I think Ben Johnson's going to get very creative with how they use the run game because they kind of have to without running backs. Um, it could be just like the Jason Cabinda show for you fullback fans out there. Who knows? Uh, Everyone's a big Jason Cabinda fan. But everyone loves, yeah, Cabinda for the winda. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's where we're going with. All right. Uh, but that that's, for the most part, I think those are the uh, big ones that we're looking at. Well, you got a, you do have Jeff Wilson. Yeah, Jeff coming Wilson's back. coming back. Um, um, that's really exciting. You know, we it, all it love Jeff Wilson, like, friend of the show. Yeah, big big uh, Jeff Wilson, but I'm a big Jeffy boy, and uh, I think they said that they wanted him to be out there for. 15 to 25 snaps i think mcdaniel said yeah which isn't so bad if they go about 50 50 on uh run pass which usually it's more like 60 40 we'd be looking at five to seven touches ish yeah yeah i mean in in that offense that's like that's that's more than enough to do something meaningful especially with hn out yeah well, I mean, Monster's just been an absolute animal this year, too. That team is just um, a well... That offense is a well-oiled machine right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, a- absolutely ridiculous. Like, they, they they will likely go down in history as, like... One of the best offenses we've ever seen. Yeah, at the very least, one of the most fun to watch. Oh, they're like, ridiculous. It, it's, it's absurd what they're doing it's every track week. Me. Yeah. 
Uh, Geezy said Keaton Mitchell soon. He he was activated last week. He wasn't on the field like at all. Um, <laughs> hey, give him, give him I, a week. You never know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I have him stashed. I'm super excited for Keaton Mitchell because Keaton Mitchell is supposed to be like the discount version of a Chan uh, on the Ravens, and we do have room for that. Like Gus Edwards is kind of more of our plotter, and Justice Hill is more of like the pass catching back. Um, but we don't have like any huge speedster guys like Keaton Mitchell could be. So I'm still excited for him. Yeah. We'll see. And then uh, before we get into the community questions, I just saw someone post about this guy in uh, TDM Maine real quick because I was popping in. Uh, coming out party here, the breakout for uh, Michael Meyer. He's killing it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm going to make that joke about 700 times in his career. Oh, God damn it. I, <laughs> I just realized what you were doing. But... Yeah, he had targets, and then he caught them. That was pretty cool. I was a big fan yeah. of that as someone who has well, multiple shares. Jimmy does shares. love his tight ends. So Jimmy does. Like, and Assuming that his back is not blown up. Yeah, we which... kind of skimmed over him in the whole quarterback chat there, huh? We did, but the, the, news, the news out of Vegas so far has been that it's looking like Jimmy won't if anything, he'll, he might miss this weekend, but he'll be back. Yes. He'll be back. And He's always back. And speaking of uh, Michael Meyer, before we move on to the Andre questions, um, <laughs> the uh, buy Michael Meyer while you can. Uh, his snap count in the last three weeks has gone, or four weeks, sorry, has gone from uh, 47 to 51 to 66 to 81. Uh, he's very quickly taking over the starting job from Austin Hooper. His targets have also gone from zero to or one to zero to three to six, so they're they're getting him involved now. It's is anybody selling him though? If you drafted Michael, it's Michael Mayer, right? Mayer, Meyer, I don't know. It's one it's of those. Mayer. I mean, the, how you pronounce things, Burn, matters. Does it? What if I called you? Do you Bjorn? know? I don't know. I still know what you're talking about. <laughs> if I said Bjorn. You would know that I was talking. Where's Where's the J coming from? I mean, I'm just pronouncing the U weird. Oh, I thought that was just like a or, B J U R N. Should no, I change like, it? Well, I, I don't know. I'll change Bjorn? it. I don't know. Bjorn. Yeah, it's I, like I Bjorn know. with a U. Well, I don't, uh, that'd be Bjorn. fun. Yeah, we could have some fun with that. I guess it, that's but... that's more trademarkable for sure. <laughs> sure. Um. But but if you drafted him, you drafted him in the in the first round. Well, yeah, probably early really second. Him? Uh, you'd be surprised at how many people are unbelievably impatient with the position that requires patience. Um, I suppose that's true. Especially with his only having two targets in his first four games, and sub fifty percent snap shares. I you could see people start to get a little squeamish when you see Musgrave and Laporta and. Kincaid having the starts that they've had. So I think Mayer's going to take his place right beside those guys very, very quickly and kind of started showing that last week with his 75 yards on five catches. That team is definitely begging for another weapon. Because yes. right now it, it has literally just been the Jacoby Myers and Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs show. I don't think there's been anybody else who – is really targeted more than once a game. 
And like you said, with Jimmy, he loves his tight ends. He loves his tight ends. Um, he, uh, I'd see Mayer getting a lot of Mayer. I know I'm saying it. All right, I can see uh, Mayer getting a lot of work though. It's for the rest of the season. He's gonna he's gonna be a good player. He was I, the I number one tight true. end pre-draft for a reason. Uh, he was taken third off the board, one pick behind Laporta. Uh, early second round tight end. That's pretty good draft cap for a tight end. Get him if you can. Especially if you can get like the little discount. I I wouldn't be surprised if some people sold him for like a mid-second right now. Just like being a little squeamish on the lack of early production. And that that's why not? That's crazy to me. Yeah, that's but, crazy to me. Hey, people. I've seen people do dumber things. So, take a shot. Why not? Worst thing that someone can do is say no. I don't think it's... And if someone sent that offer to me, would I accept it? No. But, like, I wouldn't be offended. It's not like you're burning bridges over it. Trade uh, trade QJ or JSN for him. (laughs) Trade QJ for him, because he's awful. But... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. With that said, let's get into the Andre questions. Because Andre's questions are just fun. And sometimes not allowed. Um, so, <laughs> what is, all right, we're starting with, Andre, do you, do you just have like a word document that you just like <laughs> type stuff in throughout the week? All right, Andre, you're a beautiful soul. And we're going to start with this first question because this has to get somewhere on the internet. Um, I was doing some equine therapy the other day which is therapy with horses. And I was just standing there and realized that horses are their soul. They don't project this avatar into the world that's created to make sure we feel safe and curated to make sure that we're okay with the way other people think of us. Why can't we be more like horses? I'll let you answer that question. So all that was prelude to why can't we be more like horses? Yes, we, we need to be more horse-like. Um, well, first off, we don't have hooves, and we utilize tools. I think it's more he's asking why we can't project who we are instead of who we think people want us to be. I mean that's how which is a very the, philosophical the, question. Yeah, that's uh, framed on, gonna, with horses. Remove some stuff so I can get my camera. Now that I'm sitting down. Um, um why can't do we want to be more like horses? Like, is, are, like I would like to it, be able to run 35 miles per hour. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean galloping would be cool. I like, like carrying that, big loads on my back. Someone's going to clip that. Yeah, th- you shouldn't have said that. No, oh, well. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I think being human is pretty all right. Like, I don't think we need to say everything that we're thinking all the time. We, we are measured, considered creatures, you know? Like, I, I think that it makes the times that we can be vulnerable all the more special. That's my answer also. Horses are too <laughs> dumb to be cynical. <laughs> which, which also means they're too dumb to be Bears fans. You have to be highly intelligent. To hate the Bears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also love them. Yep. Uh, Andre, question number two. 
be honest, when you look at a clock that isn't digital, which is analog, uh, does it make you, or does it take you a little longer than you'd like to admit to read what time it is? No. Me neither. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not five. What, I'm, what do you mean? I'm, I'm pretty good at reading the hands on clocks. I actually have an analog clock right behind you. You put that as like which a you'd be able skill to see on your resume? By, uh, uh, I'm sure some people I, I can do. read analog clocks. <laughs> like, okay, we, we well, didn't Well, maybe, maybe this is coming from a place. I have a uh, younger sister-in-law, about eight years younger, that cannot read them. I don't know if that's like just a, like a lost art. I don't know. Maybe uh, is it like is it like the cursive of our age? That just sounds like a skill issue. Yeah. Get got. Uh, yeah. <laughs> number three here. How confident are you that you can write the cursive alphabet? Wow, that tied in really well to the second question. Uh, I, I I'd have like twenty three letters down pretty well. I don't think I could be more confident that I could do the cursive alphabet. I even know that the capital Q looks like a two. That's true. You know, I, I, I memorized that shit. That's all we had in the Northwest burbs of Chicago. I definitely burned that one out of my mind. Okay. Was that a pun? Uh, it wasn't meant to be, but as I was saying that I realized that it was, uh, that word's just come up a few times. Now we had the whole burn conversation and now just the word burn is just, front and center for me i'm fair, gonna be using fair. it all day now i guess all okay. night because i'm probably going to bed pretty quickly after this um number four here one of my buddies is starting a tattoo business and is trying to think a name for a tattoo shop any ideas his first name is clay if that gives you anything to start with wait so basically a clay based tattoo shop name that i would assume i would try to spin off of claymation somehow some sort of clay art style um or like a mosaic kind of yeah deal um clay yeah clay i don't know claymation claymation studio <laughs> like, yeah, oh, I, that, that could be fun. I would ask Chat GPT because I yeah, it's more creative than I am, while also being entirely uncreative by nature. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe you could get like really cheeky with it and call it like a pottery barn. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, uh, that will get you sued. Probably, it's I don't probably know. Differently, yeah. Or that's what I would call like a rural Harry Potter themed wedding venue. You'd call it Pottery Barn. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> come on, man. Give me I'm something. No, I'm not giving <laughs> you anything. Not for uh, that. That's you know, what I call a rural. Yeah, it's Harry it's Potter it's a Harry yeah yeah because people get married in barns out in the sticks all the time. It's come on, whatever. I, I am like doing the Homer Simpson choking you out. <laughs> yeah, I know, mind. I know. Um, so I'm gonna skip. We'll we'll get back to the Andre questions here in a second. But Goose asked a very pertinent question for everybody here, asking if it is pronounced Jesus or Jesus. 
and it is Jesus according to Jesus. And right. now, as we have established, that doesn't actually matter, and we will continue calling you whatever we feel like, because everyone knows I, who we're talking about anyway. Yeah, I, I always just assume it's Jesus, because it's Geezy. You don't say Jeezy with the G. Well, apparently he does, and it's his name. Sure, sure. Uh, back to Andre question number five. Do you oh allow dogs on the couch? Um, depends on the, depends on the dog. I actually have a couch behind me dedicated specifically to my dogs. They own the couch. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think that <clears throat> depends on the dog, really. No, like yeah. Some dogs, like some dogs need a designated space like that. Like, like they need a designated couch. Oh, I'm. If they're not allowed to go on all the furniture, are your dogs allowed to go on all the furniture? Oh yeah, I'm very, I'm very pro dog on the couch ism. I think it depends on the dog. If it's like a big dog, then. I mean, like... if you have a dog that's like shedding like crazy, I would vacuum a lot more or something like that. I would clean up after him, but like. Yeah, you would. You would I'm not need going like to. Cover, but... I'm not going to deprive the dogs of a quality couch. I don't know, situation. man. If you have like a, if you have like a lab or like a husky. Hey, you know that's that's the price you pay for getting a lab or husky. What you gonna? Are you going to nurture a sentient life and then say, "No, nah, you can't get on the couch"? Um, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's fine. If they're big, like, I, I, like, again, it depends on the dog. I, I think, like, if they're, if they're that big of a dog, I think it's okay to not want them on the furniture. But if, if you let them on the furniture, that's cool, too. Yeah. I just don't, like, I don't have any dogs. If I had a little dog, they could definitely come up, but, but a bigger one? I don't know. Yeah, I got, I got two dogs. They weigh 50 pounds combined. Both on the couch. Oh well, that's so tiny. Oh yeah, like, that's little, not a lab or a husky. They're definitely little fellas. Yeah, but oh yeah, they've got a couch. They have dog couch down here behind me. I will share pictures for those of you who are uh, in need, but I don't in want to need. Do... What do you mean in need? Everyone's in need of dog pictures. What do you mean? I mean that's fair, but the, and, you didn't. And it's 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 well dog it's pictures. well, and I mean. You talk about a dog, you got to share the dog. Sure, it's just the sure. rule of the internet. That's true. Yeah, you talk about you talk about little babies. You if know, I say I have a dog, dog well, now you got to pay the tax. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You got to give people those that dopamine hit. Um, all right, number six, also an Andre question. Oh, football related too. Uh, should safeties be worth more points? Like, the act of getting a safety, not the position. Uh, it feels like it should at least be three. No, I, I think that uh, I think that it's good where it's at. I, I agree. Because um, you get the points and you get the ball back. Well, that's, that's, that's the like big thing huge. for me is them having to punt afterwards to you. It's yeah. not, that's the thing. It's not even a kickoff. It's a punt. Yeah. So, like, you usually get it back near midfield after getting the points. And that's pretty huge. 
Um, yeah. The only way I would say it any differently, like, I would say it would be more points if they got a kickoff or no points, but, like, the team just gets the ball at the one or something like that because you got to tackle in the end zone or whatever and they have to turn it over. But, yeah, that I think safeties are good where they're at right now. They're, they're already, like... It's. Game I'd, I'd already say a safety is probably the most valuable play you can make in a football game. Oh, easily. Yeah, because so, you're, you're you're getting literal points, and then you're you have the potential <laughs> to get up to eight more. That's insane. Especially you. I mean, if you score a touchdown following that, that's a two score advantage that you've gotten off of that play. Yeah. So, so that's, yeah, that's I, huge. I think it's good where it's at. That's, that's massive. Especially because most teams who get safetyed were already put in that position because they were scored on and someone muffs a kick or something. They're down deep, something like that, or they just had like a right. massive punt. The team that put them in the situation to get safetyed is already doing better than they are. So They're doing pretty all right. I'm actually curious now. This is the homework for Weaves because I feel like Weaves has access to things that we don't, and he's here right now. What percentage of teams that get safetyed actually win? I think that that's gotta be like a, I mean, an abysmal it, number. Like if you get safetyed, you've just gotta be getting. Oh, like if you got a safety on you. Yeah, like you've got to lose. It's a probably one of those games, unless yeah, it's like it's, an intentional safety. I know some teams will like run out the clock. Well, yeah, like, stuff like that. The Ravens like, uh, do that all the like time. The Niners did in the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. Was that the Ravens that did that? I think the Ravens have done it before. Yeah, I, I know a couple, a couple teams yeah. I have, but yeah, I mean, if you're getting... Run around like a doofus and then just walk out the back of the end zone to kill the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sure that there's a way to account for, like, intentional safeties, but I'm sure it's uh, pretty pretty dang low if you have a safety and you still win. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I think they're good where they're at. Yeah. Um, seven. What's up? Not much, bro. How about you? It's Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> <laughs> we've also we've been numbering all these. There are eleven Andre questions. Yeah, uh, you've because, been numbering them. Well, that he numbered them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going right through. Um, Why do I do things that I know aren't going to make me happy? I think because we're not a horse. Well, yeah, that's just it, and I think I mean, aren't there like dopamine cycles and stuff that you kind of get stuck into? Isn't that like how addiction forms? Um, and stuff like that. Yeah, I think so. Like in habit forming things. If you're doing things that you know aren't going to make you happy, then you kind of just have to force yourself not to do those things until you form a habit where you no longer do them. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I guess. I'm not a therapist or licensed counselor or anything like that, so take that with your grain of salt and with DW... your salt lick. Yeah, and DWF's answer is <laughs> far better than mine. So take that with your salt lick. We'll move on from there. Um, without googling it for number nine here, define diatribe and give two synonyms. Uh, diatribe is just like uh, it's like a passionate opinion, or, or it, it's like a passionate, long-winded opinion. All right, now what are two synonyms? <clears throat> uh, 
two synonyms would be like uh, um, diatribe. It would be, well, I, I guess like colloquially, I tripped over that word, but it would be like, you know, getting off, uh, getting off your soapbox, mm-hmm. giving it like a little soliloquy, giving, giving a little speech, uh, um, little rant. A rant would be another one. Um, what about you, Burn? Well, I binged it. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're the worst thing. <laughs> and it is a forceful and bitter verbal attack against someone. And a similar, a, a, a synonym would be like a tirade or a denunciation. Because I... Oh, okay, okay. I didn't realize that a diatribe had to be like a... I knew that it had to be like passionate, but yeah, I didn't yeah, know it, it was like I, I knew like it was like a offensive. I knew it was a like a passionate rant. I did not realize it had to be a little meaner than that. So thank you, Bing, for that. Yeah, I uh, Andre has to jet, I, which has to be some sort of pun because he's a Jets fan. <laughs> but I, you, I did, have Andre. A, we I, will answer the rest of these. So pop in when it uh, comes up on Friday on Spotify. Uh, we are currently at minute or hour 120 here so you can you can find the rest of it here later take care buddy i I did have a i did want to say that i i had a girlfriend once who uh i would go off on these diatribes all the time Mm -hmm. about how i didn't like drake or something and uh she would always call them dakota diatribes oh (laughs) because i would just do them so much and i was like fuck drake you know fuck drake but anyway i think you're a little old for that um no Drake's 37, and he's the one rapping about getting with Insta thoughts. Well, he's too old. Well, no, I I was making more of a joke about his grooming habits, but oh, that too. Um, number Andre, question number ten: Why do bingo announcers talk so fucking quick, and why can't I keep up? I think they just got to keep the show going. I I think that I think one they're doing that because they got to keep the show going, and two I think it's because they're trying to swindle old people. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, isn't that just, bingo's just a casino for old people. Yeah. They're, they're trying to swindle old people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. Because it's cause true. It's absolutely yeah, true. They're just but... trying to swindle. I bet, I bet that they, <laughs> they talk so quickly like that. So that to be people, like... so that old people who are hard of hearing don't hear that they won so they don't have to give away a prize what yeah that's what i'm saying that's that's what yeah they just miss that, out on the letters because they don't hear them yeah what, what, what was that oh it's so nice remember when we used gas stoves in the hooverville <laughs> the forward pass no they would never do that uh, and then the final Andre question, uh, if you were granted the following power to pick three players in the NFL and switch them to any three teams, where they will play until they retire, what three players do you put on what three teams? Wait, say that again? If, if Basically, I take, you, can, uh... you can just take three NFL players and just place them on a different franchise until they retire. Oh, man. I'll let you go first. I would take uh, Patrick Mahomes and put him on the Lions. 
Okay, I would, that's dumb. I would take. That's dumb. <laughs> hold can on, I, can, can, hold can, on. Can, Let can me cook. Part of the question is, I'm I would. Allowed to call I would take dumb? Justin Jefferson. Uh huh. And I would put him, put him on, the, on Lions. the Lions. Oh my God. Uh huh. Uh huh. And what then. What are you do with Christian McCaffrey? Huh. Hold on. Let me cook. I would take Deshaun Watson. And I would put him on the Jets. Eternal no, suffering. Oh come on. See. You Eternal suffering. You missed the perfect opportunity for comedy with the rules of three, and you could have said you would take Deshaun Watson and put him on the Browns. <laughs> Come on. I'm put be him on the Jets. The Jets don't need Deshaun Watson to suffer enough. Well, that's the. No, I, it's more I want him to suffer. The New York media sure. would eat him up. Dude, they, they hate him. Well, yeah, but, but people in Cleveland hate him. Yeah, but, like, who cares about Cleveland, man? Cleveland doesn't Dude, care about if you Cleveland. Can't, okay, all I'm saying is if you can't make it as a personality or a celebrity in Cleveland, you you don't have the juice. That well, town is very easy to please. Well, that's why I think it'd be funny if he was on the Jets. That's microscope land. No, I, yeah. no, I, I think, no, because that, that's such a common narrative of, like, Oh, the brights were the, the the lights were too bright in New York for this guy. Like, well, after no. watching him fail on the Browns, it'd be even funnier to watch him fail in New York. No, I think I that think him failing on the, I, I think him failing on the Browns is funnier, both for his misery and for the Browns' misery for giving him that contract. I think that that's silly. You gave the silliest responses that you could have for that question. Absolutely, that's the point of the question. I don't. I I take this very seriously. Okay. Well, tell me your serious answers, Mr. Serious okay. Pants. All right. Yeah. I would take Justin Fields, mm -hmm. and I would put him on the Falcons. Oh, we already That's did right. that. Yep. 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 Um. Let's see. I would take. Uh... Hmm. I would take. I think I would take Kyle Pitts. Mm -hmm. I'd put him on the Chiefs. Um, and I think I would take. Hmm. I think I would take Jerry Judy and oh. put him on the Browns. <laughs> I was going to say, who do you want to suffer? Yeah, I'd put him on the Browns because he's a tier three wide receiver. He is a tier three <laughs> wide receiver. I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to think of the Steve Smith rant. No, that was the a moment, diatribe. Yeah, that was a that was diatribe. a diatribe. And the moment Steve Smith said he was out on Jerry Judy, I was out on Jerry Judy. Oh yeah, I mean the underdog fantasy's very own Steve Smith. Yep. Yeah. The, the, Come the, on. The timing on Steve Smith though, as he's like. Like, he's, like, talking to the guy that he's next to. Like, you know, you, we see his profile. And then he just, like, looks into the camera. And he's like, I'm sorry that I called you a jag and a tier three wide receiver <laughs> who can't take any criticism and you aren't very good. And he just, like, <laughs> he just yeah. stares at the camera and goes off. And then the mic drop was so... He just murdered like, I mean, the man. Yeah. yeah. I was, like, I was ready to say, fuck Jerry Judy. I'm, I am entirely in... I'm saying fuck Jerry Judy. I think we all are. Yeah. Well, no, some people... Look, some people are saying Steve Smith doesn't know ball. And I mean, it, you look at Steve Smith's career and you tell me this man doesn't know ball. 
I I think that anybody who doesn't think Steve Smith knows ball doesn't, doesn't know, know ball, ball himself. Exactly. Like that that guy is like a he is a ball seer. You know, he, he sees through the master plan. Yeah. Plus, he did call Cooper Cup being very good. He's got. I mean, he's that he was he was pretty has he was he was out on QJ, and he's been pretty hesitant about JSN. Yeah. Well, you know what? Dude doesn't miss. Dude, Dude does not miss. miss. Um, but that looks like that's all we've got for community questions. Uh, and we are running pretty much right on schedule today. Look at us. We did it. <laughs> I'm so I'm proud. Not, I'm not congratulating us. I am. We're no, figuring this lot, out. He, hey, you said a lot of things that upset me. Oh, you said, are you gonna be you okay? Said a lot of puns. Oh, you said oh. You, you you've mispronounced a lot of names. Oh, you know? okay. Right after you went on the whole Jesus thing. It's, it's, it's different. It's different. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, All it is right. Different. It is different though, and let me tell you why. Because Jesus or Jesus is not that man's actual name. Like, he... It's th- a th- moniker not... he picked up, he decided for himself. For sure, for sure. But that's like, like in, in middle school, I knew this guy who came up to me and my friends one day. He was mm-hmm. in our friend group, right? And one day, he uh, he came up to us and he said, guys, call me, like, I want, I want to have a nickname and I want my nickname to be Froggy. And we were like... We're not going to do that. But isn't that exactly the same thing as when I said Travis Kelsey's name is actually Kels and people kept calling him Kelsey. So he's like, all right, you can just call me Kelsey. No, it's mm-hmm. different because mm-hmm. Kelsey embraced it and he doesn't care that people call him that. If if Jesus doesn't <laughs> embrace being called Jesus. OK, OK, listen, listen, a Chan, <laughs> that is his actual name. Uh, Tarad, that is his actual name. If Jesus or Jesus actually goes by that in real life, then like, and, and he corrected me, I would gladly call him that. But How do we know a... that Goose's name isn't actually Juice? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> hey guys, uh, thanks I'm for tuning in. in. We'll catch I'm you hoping... next time. Same place, same channel. Thanks for tuning in. Shut it down. <laughs>